Welcome back to the Gridiron Guys YouTube channel, and today we are going to be concluding our NFL Draft Grade series, finishing up with the AFC South. And we're first going to be going over the Tennessee Titans and what they did to address some key losses they experienced in free agency. The departure of Jack Conklin and Logan Ryan were two key contributors to last year's hot playoff run, ultimately losing and falling short. But they were able to replace Conklin with Isaiah Wilson and Logan Ryan with Kristen Fulton. And I really like the Isaiah Wilson pick before we get into the rest of the draft class. I think many people thought he wasn't a first-round grade, but he is an extremely, extremely good run blocker, and he fits exactly what the Titans want to do with running the ball 25 to 35 times with Derrick Henry. It fits their identity. And I think Kristen Fulton was really good value in the second round. Kevin, what do you like with the late-round draft picks for the Titans? Yeah, well, before I get into the late round, I just I completely agree with you on the first two rounds. I think those were two great value picks, and I really like Isaiah Wilson's fit as a replacement for Conklin, and same thing with Fulton and Logan Ryan. But anyways, my favorite pick of their draft class was Darrington Evans, because the common trend of this year's draft for the Titans was to replace what they lost, kind of in a similar way to the Patriots would do, and they cut ties with Deion Lewis, and who do they bring in? Darrington Evans from Appalachian State. I think that's how you say it. But he w- he's a very fast and uh, versatile running back who possesses a lot of great speed. He has great hands. I think he's going to be a great one-two punch with him and Henry. And honestly, he could be a very good steal in fantasy. Because if something were to happen to Derrick Henry, he's next in line. I think he's got a great, great fit for this offense. Yeah, I really liked how Tennessee did not panic with a bunch of key losses on a team that was very good, but I wouldn't say dominant. They stuck to their identity. They replaced players with good value. They didn't overpay in free agency. And in the end of the day, sometimes there's only so much you can do with your current roster. And I think they made all the right moves. I think they're fit to run it back. They're not a Super Bowl contender, but they're definitely a team you can't take uh, lightly because yeah, I think they really I think they showed last year when they played Baltimore they can beat anybody they beat New England they walked in there they played really well they're not an uber talented team but they execute they're almost like a New England Patriots Mike Vrabel has them running very down to earth they're just they're just a, a well run organization with a quarterback and Ryan Tannehill who seems to kind of figure it out his game I think Titans did a good job of staying in relevancy for the 2020 season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think very similar to Patriots' lifestyle, and they got exactly what they wanted out of the season last year. Obviously no ring, but... They outperformed what everyone expected. Nonetheless, they outperformed. Yeah, but moving on to a team that is disappointed in this offseason is the Houston Texans. The Texans are a team that have one of the most polarizing young quarterbacks in the league and Deshaun Watson, a top five talent. It's hard to see it, guys like him at the young 20s being so dominant and so so poised. They seem like 15-year veterans, but they just have dismantled this roster into ruins. Bill O'Brien, this might be your last year, but with the limited draft capital they have and not being able to acquire more picks for DeAndre Hopkins, it was just a lackluster class. In part, it was due to not having that many draft picks. But I think for them, there are bigger needs than D-tackle in the top of second round. 
And, I mean, I like Isaiah Coulter in the fifth round to complement a very mediocre wide receiver core. But I feel like they blew their window to win with Deshaun Watson. They need to. They might have to blow up the team. I mean, they didn't do much to acquire anything that could help here. They didn't make any trades, really. I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan. It was just very meh drafts. For the yeah, I, this is one of the drafts I was not a big fan of. Um, I like the Blacklock pick because I lost DJ Reader, so it was a good uh, replacement. Uh, Greenard is I, – I, I wasn't really, like, impressed with him all that. Not that I wasn't impressed, but he didn't really, like, wow me or anything. Just kind of like a depth piece. Uh, Charlie Heck and John Reed are depth. And same thing with Isaiah Coulter. But I really do like Isaiah Coulter's upside. Uh, also, especially because their wide receivers are all – probably bound to six or seven games before they get hurt. So Yeah, I mean, Kenny Stills and Will Fuller are great talents. And as Brandon Cooks. And Brandon Cooks, I forgot, are all great talents and when Cobb. they're on the field. Oh, but no. those are just guys that just don't stay healthy, and they lack a wide receiver one. Some of those guys, like Will Fuller, he's shown times where he can be that dominant receiver and put up 100 yards for a few weeks in a row each game. But Deshaun Watson – you have my condolences because you're going to have to be carrying this team to any yep. win you get this entire year. There's yeah. no, this no supporting is, cast. This season for the Texans is going to be very crucial for a lot of reasons. One being it shows how good of a team they are because they're kind of taking a Bills approach of going for more mediocre players and trying to build a good culture. Uh, it's also going to show how good of a coach slash GM Bill O'Brien is, and it's also going to show how much of an impact Deshaun Watson has. So this could be one of Deshaun Watson's best years or worst years, and we're really going to get to see what Deshaun Watson is. And I think this is probably his best chance to prove how valuable he is. I think that Watson will play a great year, but I think the Texans roster is going to crumble. It's going to be their worst season under Watson, if I were to guess, maybe other than the rookie season. But we'll see. It's, It's too hard to grade trades without seeing any product on the field. But Next, we have the Indianapolis Colts, and they had a huge amount of draft capital. Technically, they didn't have first-round pick, but that turned into DeForest Buckner's and that was a great trade. NFL talent. Great trade. Colts are trying to finally shape up their roster to win now. They're using some of their cap space. And I like what they did in the top of the second round, acquiring two playmakers for a team that seems to have such a vanilla offense. They finally added some explosiveness to a team that was riding Marlon Mack and T.Y. Hilton way too long they needed to get some help up in there and i think they have a great running back stable now and they're starting to assemble what could be a really nice wide receiver core if zach pascal and ty hilton are continuing to play well with a nice mike addition of michael Pittman. i also like the addition of jacob easton in the fourth round i think they know phil is not the answer for the long term and that was very good value to take a flyer on a guy who could potentially turn into like a dak prescott for them especially with that offensive line. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I loved what they did in the second round. Uh, Michael Pittman was one of my – I think he was my fifth favorite receiver in this draft. I really liked him a lot more than a lot of people did. I think he's going to be a great complement to T.Y. Hilton, plus they have Paris Campbell and Zach Pascal. So they have a nice uh, wide receiver core uh, brewing. And in addition to that, Jonathan Taylor is a perfect fit here because they already have a great offensive line. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's big problem was fumbling. Otherwise, he probably would have been a first-round pick. 
And because of that fumbling issue, he's probably going to get to learn and take kind of a backseat for now because Marlon Mack has one year left on his contract. I think they're going to go into a split backfield this year where ultimately next year uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to be given the keys, and I think he's going to run away with it. But this year from a fan standpoint, I love Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor's combo. But as a fantasy standpoint, not good. Yeah, I mean, I just think the Colts did a good job of addressing a bunch of positions with good value. Michael Pittman, I mean, there were good receivers available, but I think it it fits what they're trying to do with stable guys, not trying to be that explosive team. They're trying to be very consistent. And Jonathan Taylor is a guy you can tote the rock numerous times a game. And the Colts might be a heavy running team this year with that bruising offensive line they have. It wasn't a sexy draft, but it did everything right. It deserves a B. I mean, if Phillip Rivers has anything left in the tank and puts up a good season, it's he's going to get a get a lot of help from that supporting cast. I think Phil is a boomer bust. I think he's either going to be like a pro bowler, which I think I think I'm taking the, uh, the upside here on Phil. Uh, he's either going to be a pro bowler or garbage, like no in between. He's the X factor to their season this year. Yeah, we'll see. Now another team with lots of draft capital is the Jaguars. And they were able to acquire a bunch of top prospects. And depending on the pick, I either really liked what Jacksonville did or I really wasn't a fan. I love taking Henderson at the ninth pick. I feel like he was one of our top-rated players, but good value, good need. I really like Colin Johnson in the end of the fifth round. But I think Clavon Chasson and LaVisca Chenault in the middle of the first round and the top of the second round are two players who are really, really, really risky for a team that can't afford to have such risk on draft picks that they gave up so much to get. I mean, Jacksonville has seen all this stuff with players that wanted to play for them. This whole Yannick Ngakwek thing, Ramsey wanting out. I mean, taking these really, really high upside players with a really low floor, I don't like it for them. If both players pan out, Jacksonville might win the draft this year. But I just think, especially Clavon Chasson, I really thought that was an overdraft for them. I think he's got bust written over him. I don't know. I do too. I just have that feeling. I think he projects more as an off-ball linebacker. I see him being a Deron Lee. What happened for him on the Jets? I think they love the physical intangibles and the elite athleticism. But I think he's just not a football player. He's more of an athlete. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Chenault. Yeah, I mean, he I could agree. be really well, play really well, but the issue is he's an athlete more so than a football player. And is Jacksonville Jacksonville really going to be able to get the most out of those two players, where bunches where their entire team basically didn't want to play for them? It's in a, it's going to be tough to say. Yeah, I I completely agree with what you said about Chasson and Chenault. I think both of them are. Both very talented players, but they needed to go to the right fit, and I just don't know if Jacksonville is that. They're a very young team going through a rebuilding type of phase. Um, but C.J. Henderson, aside from Jason and Chenault, is an outstanding corner. Tackling was an issue, so let's hope he pans out. But uh, I think he's going to turn out pretty good. Devon Hamilton, Ben Barch, Josiah Scott, uh, Shaquille Quarterman, Daniel Thomas – and Colin Johnson 
are all very solid athletes in college who had great product uh, productivity, and I think they can all translate into key depth players. Um, and I think a few of those guys could even turn into good starters for them at the next level. So I have a yeah, lot of Jack- upside hope for this team. Jacksonville's a very intriguing team next year. They're going to boast a really big wide receiver group. Colin Johnson, LaVisca Chanel, and DJ Chark are all – those are all guys, 6'2 six, six plus, I want to say. Colin Johnson. They're big guys. 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, I, they're going to they're gonna be an interesting team from a passing standpoint. We'll see what happens yeah, there with it, Gardner Minshew. I, the only problem I have with them taking Colin Johnson is like uh, Chasson and Chanel, I just don't think this is the right fit for him. I think to get the most out of him, he needed to go to a team with a veteran quarterback because a uh, wide receiver with that much height, I feel like they always tend to play better with veteran quarterbacks, whereas the uh, younger quarterbacks tend to use more slot and speed type of receivers. Also, Jacksonville, this can be a great opportunity for all these guys to grow because they're all so young. They're all going to get a lot of playing time from day one. Mm-hmm. It's really just a matter of can Jacksonville get the most out of these players and what is what is this team going to look like? Because it's a team without an identity. Even Leonard Fournette has been talked about in trade rumors. There's not a player on this roster that you have any long-term certainty with, and I think you really don't know what's going to be of this roster. It'd be really nice to get a good season at Gardner Minshew. I think that would help a lot with seeing what you have with this draft class. But I think this draft class, honestly, is the highest upside out of any draft class. But it also could be one of the worst ones when all said and done. It's going to be really interesting for the Jaguars. And I think if this draft class hits, the rebuild is going to be much, much easier if than if it, if it fails. And you can say that for a lot of teams messing up one draft. But I think that this draft class, if it pans out, will really help the development of Gardner Minshew to possibly be a franchise guy. So we'll see. I agree. It's going to be very interesting. And that concludes our eight episodes of our draft grade series. Make sure to like and subscribe and leave a comment on what future content you like to see on the Great Iron Guys YouTube channel. We are going to be getting into our fantasy content in the near future. So stay tuned for that. And if you have any recommendations on what you want to hear for advice or rankings, just let us know down in the comments and make sure to like and subscribe.